Hey, this is Patty from As It Is, and you're listening to the Rock Sound Podcast. Hello and welcome to another edition of the all-new Rock Sound Podcast. I'm your host, James Wilson-Taylor, and coming up this week, we are talking with our good friend, Mr. Patty Walters, as it is are on the cover of this month's edition of Rock Sound. Get the full, fascinating story of the band's new album, The Great Depression. It's their first ever full band magazine cover with a full new photo shoot and two different types of bundles available for you. You've got the Crash Bundle with the limited edition Crash magazine, giant double-sided wall poster, special Crash guitar pick, deluxe art print, hand-signed poster print, and exclusive pin badge set and we've got the poet bundle that's got a limited edition poet physical magazine giant double-sided wall poster a special poet red pencil an exclusive a5 journal and a hand-signed letter from the poet as well as a deluxe art book as well get over now to shop.rocksound.tv to get yours of course the new album from as it is the great depression is fast approaching we talk about the themes involved in there it's a really really ambitious project and he has put together this week's mini mixtape which you will be able to listen to over on Spotify. A little bit more about that later on. And also on this week's episode, playing this week's edition of Translate the Lyric, it's the guys from Rome. They popped into the Rock Sound office recently. We took a load of their lyrics, threw them through Google Translate. They had to figure out which of their songs we were reading back to them. That's always a lot of fun, so stay tuned for that. Plus, from Sleeping with Sirens, Kellen and Nick, we had a little chat with them for a game of first time last time. That's where we ask them something like, what was the first album you ever listened to and the most recent album they listened to? We find out a load of details about them. It's a lot of fun, so stay tuned for that as well. But let's kick things off, shall we, with From As It Is. Here he is, Mr. Patty Walters. How are you, Patty? Hi, I'm great. Thank you. Thanks for uh, chatting to me. Of course, man. And congratulations. It's so good having you guys as the full band on the cover of Rock Sound. We're really, really excited, as I'm sure you guys are too. What's the mood like in camp at the minute? We're getting nearer and nearer to release. Is it all excitement, excitement? It is. I mean, this this record has been so real for us for a very long time, almost a year and a half now. And it's it's finally starting to feel real for the, the the rest of the world, I guess. And it's becoming this much more kind of, I don't know, communal thing. Everybody's excited based on the songs they've heard thus far. They've been going down really well on Warped Tour and uh, uh, less far, uh, more far away back at Slam Dunk. And um, yeah, I think I think we're all just really looking forward to, to sharing, you know, the, the record in its entirety, uh, not even too far away now. Yeah, no, it's coming up, man. It's coming up. And we should say, you know, we've obviously heard the whole record. But what I want to talk to you about is these two songs that everyone else has heard. Of course, The Wounded World and Boys Don't Cry. What I find really interesting about those is that you're dealing with darker topics. It's very emotionally bearing, but it's two of your catchiest choruses I've ever heard. It's quite an interesting juxtaposition of this kind of darkness and light. So what was the writing process behind those two singles in particular? Let's maybe start with Boys Don't Cry. How did that come about? Sure. Well, it's really funny you bring that up. That was one of the things uh, we were super conscious about. Was we knew we wanted to make a darker record. We wanted to take the darker moments of OK and make uh, a record in its entirety that was much darker, uh, much angrier, a little more pissed off. But um, we wanted to keep even the, the poppier songs, the catchier songs on OK, uh, take those and make them even catchier so it, it, the idea was just to play with minor chords more but to still write our catchiest material and um yeah get angrier at times and uh boys don't cry was fun it was um i started writing that with um mike green who produced okay 
Um, and it sounded very different. It was very early. Uh, it was written very early on about the creative process for uh, the Great Depression. Um, so it went through a lot of changes. Um, it was an idea I was playing with um, around Christmas because it was, you know, it sounded so different um, that we didn't expect it was going to get used for the record. But I just could hear the chorus melody sounding um, so big, uh, just taking up like the entirety of an arena, uh, drenched in reverb, all this kind of stuff. And that's kind of where it began. And it's got this cool like tapping part that goes throughout the, the verse and the end of the song. And I don't know, that was, that was the idea, but we, um, wanted to carry on the discussion about mental health and, uh, particularly the stigmas, particularly the, um, male stigmas for that song. Um, and yeah, I guess that's how it just kind of came to be. And, um, it's, it's so cool to see, um, boys, girls, anywhere in between resonating with, uh, the subject matter. Um, it's really cool. I mean, uh, topics that sensitive, you never know, um, if you're doing the right thing, um, all you can do is just kind of write from your heart and hope that people, uh, resonate with it. Absolutely, man. And what a great kind of first taster of the album as well, along with the other single as well. Uh, it's interesting with The Wounded World, like it really does seem like the perfect choice of first single because that's such a great entry point into the world we're going to explore, which we'll talk about in a little minute. Uh, but again, with The Wounded World, like how did that come about? Because it does seem to sum up a lot of the grander themes in a really nice condensed way. I think the reason for that is that it was written very late. Uh, in the creative process. It was a song that I started writing um, around Christmas time, and we uh, went into the studio January 5th. So um, I think the reason it works is like this really nice umbrella for the whole record. It summarizes so many themes, so many topics, and uh, a lot of the narrative of the record is because it was written that late. I, I had this hindsight and um, we had the whole perspective there in front of us. Um, so yeah, and it was, it's just a, a commentary about the state of the world in 2017 and 2018, um, and how, uh, you know, uh, we we've become a society that points the finger and likes to blame other people. And, um, if we want to fix the world, we need to kind of come together. Um, and playing it out on a warp has been really interesting because, uh, America is one of those places right now. That's just a very strange, um, <laughs> dysfunctional place to, to live in, in a lot of aspects but um yeah I, I think it's been really cool to see yeah so many people identify with that sentiment yeah well i did want to mention as well there's a i mean the feature in the mag's great and uh, one of the really interesting passages for me was you were saying how when you were recording a lot of these tracks it was very in intense experiences in the in the vocal booth you know like tears in the vocal booth i think was an exact quote from you um so i'm wondering when you're now playing these tracks live and particularly on walk tour how do you kind of channel that energy? Because, you know, doing it every single day all summer, it's got to take it out of you a bit. How are you able to kind of compartmentalize that into the performance aspect? That's so interesting. I think when you're in the vocal booth, it's a very psychological experience. You're, you're focused on every nuance of your delivery. You're thinking about every kind of like slide into each note. And if I'm enunciating something I've had a lot of <laughs> trouble with as a vocalist, I'm trying to get better at that. Um, so you actually understand what I'm saying. And I don't know, you're just really zoned in. Um, whereas when you're playing live, I think you're just, um, I mean, more specifically me, I'm just really focused on making sure everybody's having a good time. You need to worry about that connection with each and every single person in the crowd. Um, looking them in the eyes, getting them to, to jump up and down and sing as loud as they can, all this fun stuff, all this fun frontman stuff. Um, and I think it kind of takes a backseat, the whole kind of character of the record and the emotion, um, specifically in the louder or the catchier songs. 
Um, but yeah, no, it's, 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 it's actually very different between like studio delivery and live delivery. Um, it's just all about trying to, to make that connection and have a really good time while you're there. Yeah, that's interesting, man. No, it's good to hear the shows are going well and everything. Uh, I want to talk to you, of course, about one of the key elements in this whole project, this character of the poet. Um, I guess initially, yeah. where did those inspirations for that come from? So the, the idea to kind of explore whether or not we as a society or we as a scene is romanticizing depression uh, that came from me early 2017 and the idea to make it a concept record, uh, came from Ben. Um, and it was just this, this idea that really kind of opened up a lot of doors, um, where we could still talk about these things, but use a character and a narrative as a vehicle to still make it really personal. Um, the whole record is in first person, but it's not about me and it's not about Ben. It's not about anybody in this band. It's about the poet, his journey, uh, the people in his life. And, uh, halfway through the record, it's about death, uh, making an appearance and just kind of being a casual acquaintance and uh, a voice throughout his journey. So, um, it was, very interesting and um i'm glad we didn't shy away from it um i think when you 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 think concept record you think you're alienating a lot of people and i hope that that's not what this record does and i'm I'm glad to see that the singles we've released thus far were not alienating i mean we wanted to do the music videos in 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 a way that you could identify them with those songs as individual songs that you could kind of make them stand alone, separate to the narrative, separate to the concept, um, and still digest it all. But yeah, no, it was, it was super rewarding and, uh, playing a character throughout the writing and recording experience was, was super new to me, but, uh, really rewarding at the same time. Really fun. Yeah, no, it's, it's fascinating to see, man. And as you say, it's not about any individual in the band. It's, it's, it is its own individual story. But I guess it's inevitable. It's like when any actor takes on a role, elements of yourself are going to come through that part. So was there anything you kind of drew from your own experience and threw into that character? Yeah, certainly. I mean, um, there, there's not even like dissimilar subject matter to OK. Um, the poet is going through doubts and guilt um, and just these uh, really severe low points. Um, where he chooses to isolate himself from the people that he loves to try to deal with it all internally. And that's uh, just metaphorically for things that I was dealing with in 2016, 2015, all this stuff. Um, and, you know, I think any kind of, when you're writing about anybody, no matter how different that is to yourself, there's going to be uh, certain truths that you kind of um, apply to a character that are that resonate with you. And um, as much as this isn't about me, this isn't about my experiences. Um, it all has to come from a place of truth if it if it's going to mean anything to anybody. Um, so yeah, it's 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 not about us, but it definitely um, bears similarities and parallels to my life for sure. Yeah, absolutely, man. It's fascinating stuff. And I, I, w- I did want to comment as well. There's one particular moment uh, when we get to the final track. I, we've talked a little bit about this before, but it, it does end the album on rather a dark note, but it's sort of open to interpretation a little bit about what the fate of the poet might be. Um, first of all, like, what, what was the decision behind leaving it a little bit open for, for the listener to make these decisions? Sure. Uh, so without giving too much away, the, the record kind of climaxes with this uh, the poet being faced with this decision to, to live or die. Um, there, you'll, you'll get the concept, the context when you, when you listen to the record, all this stuff. But, um, it is, uh, it was a really heavy weight to decide what happened. Um, not only, you know, for the character, but also the kind of 
consequences, the repercussions and the responsibility that comes with subject matter that's severe and sensitive and dark. Um, so we played with a couple of different endings. Um, we toyed with the idea of there being two endings, um, one where the poet lives, one where the poet dies. Um, there's actually a record by the streets, the concept record, and it does something not so dissimilar. And we were like, okay, I didn't realize this record was going to take influence from the streets, but there you go. <laughs> and um, uh, so I think what made the most sense was to leave the ending open to interpretation, not just because of the responsibility. We didn't want to shy away from that kind of stuff, but also like, I think that something, something amazing has kind of been lost in music over the last 10 years that like art is subjective inherently. And it's okay for people to read in to subject matter and lyrics and music and all kinds of art in a different way that the artist didn't intend at all. And I think that's awesome. Um, I think just, you know, uh, living in the social media era, as cool as it is, um, it's not like, uh, I don't know, everything is just so transparent. It's so spoon-fed. And we wanted to create something that was like bolder and braver, but also doesn't kind of give you the answers. Uh, we just kind of give you uh, the art, something we think is cool. And if anybody wants to find any different truths for themselves, uh, then I think that's great. Um, so leaving the record open-ended um, made sense for a number of ways and that specifically is the most exciting to me yeah no I, I do think it's a bold move I've got to congratulate you on it because it is a, it's a hell of a way to end a record it really is um, in terms of that though do you see this story being continued I know it's early days we're still waiting for the record to come out but in terms of your head right now do you think there will be another chapter to this story in the future perhaps that's interesting. I'm not uh, opposed to it in any way, but I, I, I expect this will be the last as it, is, as it is record of its kind. And the reason for that being that, you know, we had this title, we had this message before we had a lyric, before we had a riff for a single song. And it was just so unanimously important that we made this record that had this statement um, that explored these topics. And I don't know if that's going to happen again. Um, we also didn't know if this was going to be the last as it is record or not. So, I mean, I, I, I suppose that's why it was so brave because we felt like we had nothing to lose in the process. Sometimes the only thing that got us through the creative and recording process was going, okay, like this, you know, maybe this is the closure this band and the people that love this band need. Um, but right now we're feeling so positive knowing there's going to be an album for um, that. I don't know what that's going to hold. And that's exciting for the same reason. This is exciting, but you know, um, leaving it open to any and every possibility um, and just kind of seeing what happens next. But yeah, no, I think this is just going to remain a very special as it is record, no matter what happens for that reason. Oh, it's definitely special, man. It's definitely special. Uh, another thing I wanted to pick you up on, uh, you say how proud you guys are, which is lovely to hear, of being labeled or labeling yourself as an alternative band and how people have kind of shied away from that in recent years. But you are really, really wearing that as a badge of honor. I'm curious then, you know, looking to the future, do you feel that you're still able to explore really any sound you kind of want to? Like, do you feel that genre is kind of open-ended for you guys? Where do you think that sits these days? I think so, but I, like, at the core of it, we're always going to be an alternative band in the alternative scene. But I think we're very fortunate that we have very open-minded people that listen to this band. Um, we've played with darker elements, poppier elements, and anything kind of in between. And nobody seems to abandon this band for experimenting 
or embracing slightly different directions or remaining true to who we've been over the, over these, I guess, six years now. And, um, it's, we, we, we have very eclectic music tastes. I mean, we didn't grow up together as, as friends. Uh, we met when we were in our early twenties. So we had different childhoods and different tastes in music and bands and all this stuff and fashion. And I think, uh, a lot of it is kind of coming to the surface on this record. We're embracing influences that we've never gotten to experiment with pre, uh, previously on As It Is records. Um, but I think we are really fortunate that we can experiment with different sounds, different directions. Um, and I imagine that will happen on album four. But I think the, the thing that's important to remember is we're in the scene for a reason. It's meant the world to us since we were about 10 years old. Um, and we don't plan on leaving. Uh, we love the scene. We love our fans. And uh, yeah, just trying to, I don't know, jump ship for anything that's maybe shinier, more glamorous, where there's more money. That's not for us. This is where we belong. This is where we are having a great time. That's good to hear, man. Very positive message there. Uh, you alluded a little bit earlier about the videos. I do want to mention those briefly because it does feel, especially on this campaign, they're getting grander, man. They are getting grander with bigger cinematography, little mini storylines, costumes, everything. Uh, is that going to continue through this campaign? How do you see the visuals developing? Oh, yeah, certainly. Um, it was uh, one of these things where now that kind of Spotify and Apple Music have uh, and like streaming has kind of overtaken music video views on YouTube, we really wanted to make these videos mean something that they were worth watching more than just one time. Um, so working with Josh and Dan was incredible. We worked uh, with them throughout the OK Cycle. Um, we worked with our manager, Leander, to come up with the, the concepts and the briefs of the music video. Um, and between us, it was all just done in-house, going, let's do something really special. Uh, we actually recorded both music videos um, one day apart. It was just one weekend. We recorded uh, the Sigma Boys Don't Cry first, even though it came out later. Um, and yeah, we just recorded it in the same location um, with different extras on different days and made two pretty amazing videos. And I think the thing that was really important too is with this record, we're paying homage to the mid 2000s, um, post hardcore and emo bands, all that kind of cool stuff. And part of that was very theatrical videos, um, very expensive looking videos. And although we didn't have, you know, the budget that those bands had in the mid 2000s, we wanted to be smart with it, um, make something that was really impactful and really striking, um, something that was exploring, uh, topics that are really relevant to the songs and to the record, but also to this day and age. And um, yeah, I'm so proud of those videos. They were two of the, the best experiences we've ever had making music videos. And um, yeah, it's just been so cool to see people embracing the new direction, the new aesthetic, the new uh, vibe, just the new era of as it is as a whole. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Uh, we've got to, of course, mention the fact that you are currently on Warp Tour. So remind me, first of all, where do we find you on this particular day? Whereabouts are you? That's such a great question. I think <laughs> we're in St. Louis. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're only, we're only like two weeks into this thing, but um, we are in Missouri somewhere, and I think we're in St. Louis. But yeah, no, it's been a really cool time with like new and old friends, and it's been cool playing both of the new songs that we've released thus far, um, and just having such a cool time every day yeah and you you mentioned as well like you've been doing these workshops talking about themes of mental health how have people been reacting to those what kind of discussions have come out of it and i guess people must be already uh enveloping the themes of the singles they've heard in those right definitely um it's honestly one of the best parts of my day like uh we, we do it at 9 30 every day um with me and johnny from hope for the day um it was such an important thing that uh 
we we really paired up with nonprofits with this record cycle because with okay we were encouraging people to know that it's okay not to be okay and it's okay to speak out and to be vulnerable and with this record um, it's encouraging everybody to listen to that message because if if people are out there saying they're not okay we need to listen and we need to act and it was only appropriate that we ourselves um, were out there trying to to act and work ourselves towards uh, making the world a better place. So working with Hope for Today has been amazing. Working with uh, Mind and Bully is Out has been really cool, and I'm sure we're going to continue doing that when we get home after work tour. Um, but, yeah, and just hearing some, some of these very powerful, very emotional and personal stories every morning um, is incredible. Um, and I get personal. I talk about my kind of pitfalls and uh, uh, going to therapy and everything I've learned since Warped Tour of 15. Um, it's just been, it's, it's such a cool thing. It's, it's, it's an amazing experience and I'm so happy that we still have another month of it. Yeah, no, well well done on you for doing it, man. I know we said it in the previous interview as well, but honestly, you've got to admire that. You guys really are going about this in the right way. I've got a lot of respect for you for that one. Uh, and I do want to ask one very silly warped question, though, because last time I saw you boys, I think it was Ben who pointed it out, uh, you've now made a decision to go to the hottest places of the summer and wear all black. So how are you coping, Patty? <laughs> so what I, yeah, yeah, no, it, I, I did wear a long sleeve suit jacket for one day to warp tour. It was a huge mistake. I regret it. Um, so what I've done is I've take, I bought a, a cheap suit jacket. I've cut the sleeves off and I've bought a red t-shirt, cut the sleeves off that as well. And just tried to, to make it work. And you know, it's somehow like wearing the makeup every day. Um, I'm not sweating it all off my face because I'm not buying makeup or even know what I'm doing. So um, it's it's all working all right thus far. It's been it's been pretty good. Good, good. Okay, no sweaty cancellations just yet. We're happy with that. Keep it going, man. <laughs> Stay tuned for more from Patty Walters at the end of the show as he's putting together this week's mini mixtape, which you'll also be able to listen to over on Spotify. And don't forget, like I said, as it is, are on the cover of the new edition of Rock Sound. It's all to promote the brand new album, The Great Depression. And as I've said, you can go and get those limited edition bundles right now. The Crash Bundle with the magazine, double-sided wall poster, guitar pick, art print, hand sign poster print, and badge set. And the Poet Bundle with a physical magazine, giant double-sided wall poster, Poet Red Pencil, exclusive A5 journal, and a hand sign letter from the Poet, as well as a deluxe art book. Go and get those right now over on shop.rocksound.tv. Right, time for this week's edition of Translate the Lyric. If you haven't heard it before, here is how it works. We pick a band. We take a load of their song lyrics. We put them through Google Translate into French, into Italian, into German, and into Spanish. They have to figure out which of their songs it is when we read them back to them. And this week, it was the guys from Rome. They all stopped by the office very, very recently. You might have seen some of the gifts we put online with them. That was a lot of fun in front of the green screen, let me tell you. Uh, They also had their album out last year, as you well know, Great Heights and Nosedives, still playing that in the office. It was really, really nice to see them, so we thought we'd play a few games with them. This is a lot of fun. So let's join Rome now as they tackle one of their lyrics that we've translated into French. You can do that. Si je vous disais ce que cela signifie, hein? cela ferait il une oh, différence. I know what this right, is. that's the French one, and that's not bad. Yeah, if you can spot the last word, which is, is an obvious one, you okay. should yeah, get no, this. I know what it is. Okay, go for it. Because I can, I can read French. Yeah, it's oh, just amazing. Your mad skills. All yeah, right, go with it then. Tell me what it is. Uh, wait, into it the is, mic, please. It is. No, do you want to say it? No, you can say it. It's in the mic. <laughs> I'm questioning you. 
<laughs> if I told you what it meant, would it make any difference? We have one for one. Very yes. well done, boys. Yeah. Tick yeah. the French one off French. the list. All right, let's go to Italian. Who wants to read that one out? All right. Uh, Troppo vincendo per saper stavamo giocando alla finzione. Very good. That's some Italian skills. I think that, yeah. Well, you think you got it already? Um, no, I have no idea. Again, my clue I'll give okay. you, I think pay attention to the final words. That might help you a little fin- bit. Finish. Finish. Mm. Final. Fi- mm. Finizoni. Mm. So, um, what could it be? Other words beginning be? with F and maybe having an I as the next letter. What could it possibly be? Final. Uh, maybe let's keep guessing, shall final. we? Final. What are you saying? Finish. Fin- I'm going to What are you, <laughs> what are you mouthing clue? to us, Sarah? Let's have a think. Fin- <laughs> Remember, these are all from your songs. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we didn't write them in Italian. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's fair. That's a fair comment. Um, troppo. What could that final word be? Uh, fin- Honestly, if you get the final word, it's all fin- over, fin- this one. Finzian. Finzian. Fin- fin- uh, is it f- fiction? Fiction! Oh, maybe it is fiction! Yeah. Oh! So what would the line maybe be? Playing fiction. fiction. Right, so yeah, but you've got to say the lyrics. You, you say <laughs> that, that is the game. Miles said fiction, so what's the previous bit? <laughs> oh, it's yeah. Just the is it too close to know we were playing fiction? We have two for two eventually. Yes. Well done. Oh, good yeah. Italian deduction. Good Italian deduction. All right, let's move on to German. How's your German, right, boys? I think that. I think Matt uh, is fluent in German. I most certainly not. Yeah. But okay. we'll give this a go. Did you do German at school? Anything like that? He no. did. Yeah, I he did. did. French. He didn't. He did. Sorry. No, you didn't. Did I, not? I swear you did German. No, I didn't. Okay. Then um, all right, let's try the German. Read it <laughs> yeah, out. Let's see how we go. Do you want to like? If Fall ist Hoffnung Schloss. Very good, very that, good. Um, Again, the Hoffnung clue I'm going to give you, I think it's all in the last word, guys. Hey, wow. your case is hopeless. Yeah. Oh. Wow, that was much quicker. We got three for three. Here we go. All right, let's try and get the full four. This is your Spanish one. How's your Spanish? You speak Spanish? No. <laughs> <laughs> Are you doing it, Sam? Oh no, no. You, you speak Spanish? I don't, but okay. I don't, but uh, here's the exact... No, I don't. Have I don't, I don't, I don't. No, I don't. No, necessita. No necessita. No necessita otra señal de advertencia. Do you know Very what this good. is? No. Very good. I know what it is, but I don't want to... No, I don't need... Another warning sign. I need another warning, yeah. Four for four, boys, well done. That's incredible work. Good Sick. work in your other languages. Any in particular every language. that you think, you know what, we might switch that up next time we're on a European <laughs> I tour. I think the first one's quite catchy in French. Mm. It does work, doesn't it? Yeah. Do you want to sing it as fast as you sing. can as, as it is in the no. Yeah, try to sing the melody. Try <laughs> no, sing I don't. No, you were started with it. Get, go on. <laughs> you got it. C'est je vous dis, c'est que cela signifie, c'est la forêt, il a différence. Perfect. <laughs> Beautiful. French Rome fans, check it out on the next tour. Always good to see the guys from Rome there, and like I say, we did make a lot of gifts with them when they were in. Honestly, you need to see some of these poses from sipping tea to backflips, I think, were in there. It's 
very, very fun. Go and find that over on the website. That's rocksound.tv. You can use them on every social media platform you could possibly want to. Right, still to come, Patty Waters will be back to put together this week's mini mixtape. But before we get there, it's time to catch up with our friends from Sleeping With Sirens, Kellen and Nick. Yes, we chatted to them for this week's game of first time last time. So find out about their first albums, first gigs, first songs they ever learned. Nice music theme one this week. Really, really good fun. So here they are from Sleeping With Sirens. It's Kellen and Nick. Back on the Rock Sound podcast, joined now by Kellen and Nick from Sleeping With Sirens. Hello, boys. Hello. Yo. So we're going to play this game we play with lots of people on the podcast. It's called First Time Last Time. Very simple. I put something out there. You tell me the first time you did it, the last time you did it, or most recent time you did it. So we'll start off with some musical ones. Keep it very simple. What was the first album you ever bought and the last album you ever bought or downloaded or streamed or whatever? Go for it. Um, I'd have to like look on my phone to see the last. That's cool. Check it out. That's not cheating. That's not cheating. This this one isn't uh, like a tested exam. It's fine. First record I ever bought was Jagged Little Pill, Alanis Morissette. That's a good one. Um, Last album I bought is The Vaccines Combat Sports. Ooh, there we go. Cool. Very good choice. The first album I bought I think was Nine Inch Nails Broken, and a Rolling Stones album called Voodoo Lounge, I believe. And the last album I bought was the latest Post Malone album. Ah, nice. And it's really fucking good. It's been a lot of people's answers yeah, this last I'm, week, as you and, can imagine. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I actually don't really listen to that kind of music, like, whatsoever. Yeah. But Gabe actually got me to give it a shot, and it completely grew on me, and now I love it. Nice. All right, first gig you ever went to and last gig you ever went to, and your own ones don't count. Shit. <laughs> my uh, my <laughs> my my first gig was no doubt Weezer and the Suicide Machines. Oh damn! Um, yeah, and that was when No Doubt had Tragic Kingdom out and Weezer had the Blue Album out. It's fucking wow. incredible. Um, the last the last show I went to was Chromio. On a oh cool! Fucking oh, love Chromio. It was incredible. Yeah, that's really really fun. First show I ever went to uh, was a Red Hot Chili Peppers concert with my mom. Nice. What tour? What era? Uh, yeah, it was Californication oh, cool. era, so um, I think Primus opened and they freaked the shit out of me. <laughs> Les Claypool was doing some weird fucking moves on stage. Yeah, that sounds about right. Buckethead was. Oh, that's right, Buckethead was being a Buckethead. <laughs> uh, last concert I went to was Andrew McMahon. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. How was that? How long ago was that? Uh, probably the fall. Awesome. Cool, cool, cool. It was awesome. Yeah, no, he's great. He's That's amazing. Really cool. All right, um, first song you ever learned to play, and the last song you learned to play that isn't yours. So, last song you tried to cover, and the first song you ever learned to play on an instrument. The first song um, I tried to learn was an Aerosmith song, and I can't remember the name of it. Ooh. No, it was before that. No. Dream on one is a was, love in an elevator. No, I can't think of it. <laughs> but it was an Aerosmith song. Aerosmith yeah. Um, and the last song I tried to learn was uh, Un Poco Loco. It's a song off the uh, movie Coco, Pixar movie. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That was a great movie. That was yeah, it's fucking movie. amazing. There's some cool music in that. Yeah. All right, cool. I'm weird. Kellen, how about you? Uh, first song I ever sang was Kokomo by the Beach Boys. I used to get a lot of cash and toys from my family for singing that one. <laughs> Uh, and the last song that I ever had to learn to cover is, uh, I don't do covers, I do originals only, Sleeping with Sirens Gossip, <laughs> it's out now, uh, via Warner Brothers Records, so go pick that up. <laughs> nice plug. That was a really s- subtle, stellar, that stellar plug. That was great. 
Helen and Nick from Sleeping With Sirens there. And if you want to see our full interview with them about new music ideas and see some of their Warped Tour memories, we've got a whole series on that, go and check out the YouTube channel. It's youtube.com forward slash rock sound magazine get loads of great stuff on there go and subscribe right almost time to wrap up for this week but before we do let's return once again to our cover star from as it is mr patty walters so patty has put together this week's mini mixtape for us it's very very simple we throw out some questions he picks his favorite songs and we put them in a playlist that you can listen to right now over on our spotify page just go on Spotify, search for Rock Sound, and click subscribe on the mini mixtape playlist to get a brand new set of songs from all your faves every single week. So, what tunes has he gone for? Let's find out. Here once again, it's Mr. Patty Walters. Well, we like to wrap things up on the podcast uh, by getting our guests to put together their own mini mixtapes. So basically, I will throw out a few topics at you. I want you to pick the most appropriate song, and then we will throw it up on Spotify, and our lovely listeners can check it out for the next week. All right, that sound good? Very good, very good. Okay, let's start with what I think is a relatively easy one. What would be your choice for a song to do at karaoke? Um, um, I'm going to say My Heart Will Go On by Celine Dion, because why not? That is a bold, bold choice. Have you ever attempted any Celine before? <laughs> yeah. Ever, ever done a little cheeky cover? Uh, I've never, I've never attempted karaoke before. Um, so I, I'd just be diving straight in, I guess. Wow. Um, but I think that that's the one. That's definitely the one for me. Wow. You know, Dallin Weeks said the same thing from IDK How. He's never done karaoke before. I'm going to have to organize a big scene karaoke trip, I think, over the next few months. It's going to have to Please, happen. for like all the cover stars of this year, we just all have this big karaoke party at the end of the year at Rock Sound HQ. Right. You've just nailed that idea. Rock Sound Karaoke Christmas. That's got to happen. Bank that one for December. There I we go. It. All right. Uh, next up, a song to play at a barbecue. Big, beautiful summer barbecue. You've got some tunes playing in the background. What are you going for? I'm going to say Fat Lip by Sum 41 because that is summer vibes. It's also alternative vibes. And it's just like you can't not sing that song at the top of your lungs when you listen to it. Like, there's a lot of words to that song, and I know every single word to that song. Yeah, excellent. I want, I want you to cover that one as well at some point. That is a fantastic, fantastic choice of song right there. Scream Summer Absolutely. as well. Excellent. All right, next one. What is the song that would make you hit the dance floor the minute it started? <laughs> Um, Believe by Cher, because that's happened before, because uh, that song rips. Oh, man, well, you've got to give us the example now. When did that last happen? When were you last grooving to Cher? We were on tour somewhere. I think we were in Europe, and we were just out at this bar, and then it came on, and just everybody lost their minds, and we were just kind of all partying to Cher somewhere. I don't even remember where we were now, um, but somewhere in Europe sounds right. Excellent. Yeah. Iconic song. And I've got to say, we've been doing this maybe about five weeks now, these playlists, and that, you are now the second person to have chosen Belief by Cher, uh, along with Lovely Lights. I'm not surprised. <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. Definitely. Excellent choice, man. All right, next up, what's your workout song? If you're at the gym, what are you playing to keep you motivated? Okay. Um, something with a really big guitar riff. Um, I'm going to say One Step Closer by Linkin Park. Um, especially for the bridge of that song. Oh, yes. No, very, very motivating. Yeah, you're right. I think heavier guitars work well in the gym, don't they? Definitely. You need that kind of like strutting, running, jogging tempo. That's definitely that song. Excellent choice, man. All right, next up, a song to make you cry, Patty. Um, all right. Um, I'm going to say a song called Funeral. It's by Phoebe Bridgers. 
Um, that was one of my favorite records that came out came out last year. Um, that song is really tragic. Um, it's some like the most um, sad lyrics I've ever heard in my life, but it's like one of the most beautiful songs I've also ever heard. So definitely that one, Funeral, Phoebe Bridgers for sure. Look forward to checking that one out. And uh, last but by no means least, probably the hardest one. It's tripped up people so far. It's the Patty Walters story on screen in 20 years' time. It gets to the closing credit of this movie of your life. What song is playing over the closing credits? Well, okay, so my favorite song ever is called World Spins Madly On. It's by the Weepies. Um, so I'm probably just going to say that one out of ease because, yeah, it's just, it's like the most perfect, beautiful song. It's like, it's not overcomplicated, but it's just really nice. So probably that one. It is my favorite song of all time. So yeah, I'll say that one. Yeah, if it's going to be a movie about you, you may as well have your favorite song in there, right? Surely. Oh, exactly. Definitely. Yeah, makes sense, man. Uh, Patty, it is always absolutely lovely to talk to you. We're glad you're back on the cover and lovely to have the whole band there this time. It's really, really exciting. Best of luck with Warped and we'll see you back in the UK very soon. Absolutely. Thank you so much. And don't forget to go and grab the magazine, guys, shop.rocksound.tv to get those two bundles, the Crash Bundle and the Poet Bundle with all those exclusive items, including signed merch. And you can check out the full fascinating story of the band's new album, The Great Depression, in the magazine with their first ever full band magazine cover. That is it for this week, though, guys. Do go and subscribe over on iTunes, over on SoundCloud, over on Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. We will be uploading new episodes every single Friday, so do keep an eye out for those. I have been James Wilson-Taylor, and we will see you next week.